0: So, hi guys, welcome to another Sunday Zoom meeting and another podcast episode. All 128 people live on the call with us today. Uh, If you are watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast, you can find out more about what we're doing here on the website www.acimwithkeith.com you can find out about the podcast you can find out about how to get involved with our community in these meetings and you can find out about um you can find out about f- private mentoring with myself if that's something that interests you okay so on with the show um i have something in mind i want to address today and i want to just see how it unfolds um So let's go to The Course in Miracles, as ever. Um, We have been working together on the workbook lessons of A Course in Miracles. And let's talk about lesson eight. This is only lesson eight. And Jesus delivers this clangor. The one holy true thought one can hold about the past is that it is not here now. To think about it at all is therefore to think about illusions. Very few have realized what is actually entailed in picturing the past or anticipating the future. The mind is actually blank when it does this because it is not really thinking about anything. So, A very major theme of A Course in Miracles is the concept of a self that we have made up. And this is how the concept of the self comes into being. Jesus has just told you what you are is pure present moment awareness. That's what you are. Only the present moment is real. Past and future are illusions. There is only now and you are only now. And you are not capable of entertaining thoughts about the past or entertaining plans about the future. You're actually not capable of doing it. And so what he's saying is thoughts are just what's apparently happening. They don't belong to anyone. They don't mean anything. They are the ego's thoughts. They're not yours. When you think you're thinking those thoughts, you're not. Your mind's actually blank. It's a delusion. What you are is a present moment awareness. And all the stories from the past and the stories about the future are untrue. They're stories about no one. No one's in the story. The story's not about you, awareness. And this is where our concept of our self comes into being. That I am a separate self amongst other separate selves. Looking after number one. Good in an evil world. This is the concept of the self. And as early as lesson eight, Jesus is saying to us, no, that's all nonsense. You are present moment awareness. Everything else is delusion. It's you identifying with the ego's thoughts and thinking they're about you, but they're not because when you think you're thinking them, your mind's really blank. And so when we start the workbook lessons of A Course in Miracles, when we begin the text, here we are thinking we're a person. We're a body with a story. We're an insane voice talking to itself. And we're like, that's me. I'm the voice in my head. That's here, stuck in the body. And that's who I am. And as soon as I accept the concept of the self that's made up out of nonsense, stories that are not about me, once I accept this is my identity, I will now see that as the identity of everyone. But if I identify as awareness, now I see that as the truth of everything and everyone. And so A Course in Miracles can be summed up in one way. You are not what you think you are. And all your pain and your suffering is coming from you believing you are an illusion of yourself. A body and an insane voice talking to itself. And me with a story. None of the stories are about you. When you think you're thinking them, your mind's blank. Because they're not about you. They're not about anyone. They're stories about no one. And all your pain and your hate and your upset and your suffering and your martyrdom, it all comes from you believing stories are about you when they're not. So that's quite a clangor. For the workbook lessons, it's just lesson eight and Jesus introduces that. And it's so tempting to read something like that in the Course and gloss straight past it (laughs) and not think about it ever again, because that's far too uncomfortable to think about. But I want to point out the the significance of what Jesus is saying there. Because the entire A Course in Miracles metaphysics, this, this is like, this is where this begins is for you to understand that if you are suffering in any way, you're deluded because suffering doesn't exist. The one who suffers is a story you've made up in your mind about what you are that isn't you. You, awareness, can't suffer. If you feel guilty, again, that's the ego's guilt. That's you believing the ego stories are about you. They're not. They're not about anyone. When you think they're about you, when you're thinking about them, you're not really thinking. Your mind is blank. You cannot have guilt. You cannot judge. Jesus says you cannot judge. All you can do is believe the ego's judgments, all of which are wrong. But you're not capable of judgment. Not of yourself and not of anyone else. Not in your right mind when you know you are aware of it. And you haven't got mixed up with the stories, apparently. So let's take another. um, So that's lesson eight. Let's go to chapter 31, the final vision. This is section seven. And it's paragraph seven. The concept of the self. Now, this is the self made out of stories from a past that never happened. Stories that are not about you. They're stories about no one. But if you think you're thinking them, you'll think that you are the self made out of stories that had this kind of childhood and this kind of upbringing and these kinds of illnesses and people who treated me terribly. None of it's true. And none of it's about you. It's a story about no one. So Jesus is saying the concept of the self stands like a shield, a silent barricade before the truth and hides it from your sight. All things you see are images because you look on them as through a barrier that dims your sight and warps your vision so that you behold nothing with clarity. The light is kept from everything you see. And so the course is about two different visions based on what you decide you are. So if I dissociate the Holy Spirit in my mind, I dissociate the awareness that I am, the present moment awareness that I am in the Holy Spirit to rise as a separate self made out of stories. From that perspective, all I see is lies. I cannot see the light, the light that I am. Jesus tells tells us I am the light of the world. Jesus says you're the light of the world with me but that light is blocked by your belief that you are a self made out of stories, that you are a separate self, that you are a body. You are not. You are present moment awareness in the Holy Spirit. That is what your right mind is. Yes, thoughts are happening. Yes, feelings are happening, but they're not happening to anyone. There's no separate self there. It's a story. In the present moment, there's only you awareness. And you cannot suffer or lack. And this is just such an important thing to bear in mind in our practice of the course. This is is what the course wants us to teach us. You're invulnerable. You're bulletproof. You cannot be in pain. You cannot suffer. It's impossible unless you believe stories and create a self for yourself out of stories which isn't you. And as soon as you do that, the lack and the want and the need that's there is experienced as suffering. And of course, that's denied and split off and projected out. And I'll blame the world for it. I'll go, it was my childhood. It's what I did when I was younger. It was what happened to me when I was younger. No, it's not. One problem and one solution to every problem, I'm identified with an illusion of myself. I'm identified as a separate self with a story. And there's one solution. Jesus says there's one solution to every problem because there's only one problem. Everything else is just a symptom of one problem. Are you suffering? Are you lonely? Are you angry? Are you bitter? They're symptoms. They're not problems. That's a symptom that you don't know what you are as present moment awareness in the Holy Spirit. Symptoms, not a problem. One problem, easily fixed by the miracle, by forgiveness, where we return to the holy instant and we accept what Jesus is saying we are. Not a story. That which needs no story to be present moment awareness. So let's take another reading here. Yeah, and this is just in terms of what I was just saying there. It's from lesson 166. Now do we live, for now we cannot die. Was awareness born? Present moment awareness, was it born? Can it be sick? Can it die? The body can get sick. The body is going to die, but you can't unless you confuse yourself with the body. Jesus says, you cannot be sick and you cannot die, but you can confuse yourself with things that do. Now do we live, for now we cannot die. The wish for death is answered and the sight that looked upon it now, physical eyes, has been replaced by vision. This is what we see with our mind, which perceives that you are not what you pretend to be. One walks with you who gently answers all your fears with this one merciful reply. It is not so. And so we bring the darkness to the light. I am sick. And when I remember the awareness that I am in the Holy Spirit, I know this isn't so. <laughs> I'm dying. And when I bring that to the awareness I am in the Holy Spirit, This is not so. I'm suffering. This is not so. I'm grieving. This is not so. You awareness can't grieve. So this is from chapter 31, the final evasion, the Savior's evasion, section seven again. Paragraph 12. Whatever form temptation seems to take, It always but reflects a wish to be a self that you are not. The self made out of stories. That when you think you're thinking about them, your mind's actually blank because you're not thinking about them. They're not your thoughts. Again, they're the ego's thoughts and the ego is not you. So whatever form temptation seems to take, it always but reflects a wish to be a self that you are not. And from that wish, a concept rises. I'm a person. I'm a body. I'm a European. I'm an American. I'm a man. I'm a woman. You know, I have this type of personality. I had this type of childhood. No, you didn't. None of that's about your awareness. That's a story about no one. But when you choose to be this self, this self-concept, this story, Teaching that you are the thing you wish to be, separate, special, unique. The worst person in the world or the best person in the world? The worst course student in the world or the best course student in the world? The worst course teacher in the world, the best course teacher in the world? Concepts. It will remain your concept of yourself as long until the wish that fathered it is no longer held dear. The wish to be separate. Separate from God and separate from all your brothers. But while you cherish it, you will behold your brother in the likeness of the self whose image has the wish begot of you. You will not see your brother as the awareness that he is. You will see him as a body and what the body is doing and what the insane voice talking to itself in his head is saying. You'll see him as a story. But the stories aren't true. None of the stories are about you and none of the stories about your brother because you're both present moment awareness. And when I know myself as present moment awareness in the holy instant, I see that as the truth of my brother. He's not what his body is doing. He's not what the insane voice talking to itself in his mind is thinking about or saying or doing. That's what he is. I'm not the insane voice talking to itself in my mind. I can't be. It's talking about the past and comparing it with the future and making plans. And it's talking about the pain it has from the past. That can't be me. I can't think about the past or the future. I'm awareness. They're stories. This is the ego's narrative. None of it's about me and none of it is about my brother. Perceiving can but represent a wish because it has no power to create. The wish to be separate, that I'm separate, that my brother is separate, no one's separate. There's no separateness in awareness. Yet it can look with love or look with hate, depending only on the simple choice of whether you would join with what you see. Are you the same as your brother? Are you present moment awareness? Or are you special? Are you different? Are you a story? In which case your brother has to be a story as well. The simple choice of whether you would join with what you see or keep yourself apart and separate. Okay, so that's our big learning curve in the course is to understand that if you're suffering, um, it's because of misidentification. You've identified yourself with illusions because you can't suffer. That's why Jesus says in the lesson, whatever suffers is not part of me. What is in pain is but illusion in my mind. It's a story about no one. You awareness aren't suffering. And that's what we return to in the holy instant. And, and and that's the purpose of the Facebook group. And that's the purpose of this podcast for you to begin identifying as awareness in the Holy Spirit instead of a separate self, a story, a body with a story. And one of the very heartening things uh, about our joint projects, <laughs> is just how many of you are beginning to have that experience. Now, let me say, I am not spending my entire day um, identified as awareness. Instead, my entire day is spent noticing when some kind of irritation or annoyance arises. And when it does, knowing I've become insane, I have dissociated the awareness I am in the Holy Spirit to rise as a separate self made out of stories on whose behalf irritation is now happening. And when I do, I go, can I allow this? Can I welcome this? Can I completely forgive this annoying being here without blaming the world for doing it to me? Because the only reason I, awareness, cannot suffer, the one who suffers is an illusion. If, therefore, irritation, annoyance, impatience, anxiety, judgment, If any of that is arising, that can only be arising because I have dissociated the awareness I am and jumped into my story of who I am. It is only from there that suffering can seem to arise, but suffering is an illusion. And so I look at whatever suffering is arising and I do not blame the world or what my body did, or what anyone else's body did. None of that's true. There's one reason you suffer. You have dissociated your identity in the Holy Spirit to rise as a separate self, made out of stories that are not about you. And that's our process. And what's beautiful in the group is how many of you are really running with the ball on this, um, and really getting it. But, but for others of you, I, I want you to notice how, how easy it is to forget. You have only one problem. Because people are going, but what do I do in this situation? How do I forgive this? You're forgiving yourself for believing that you're something that you're not, that can suffer. That's it. You must rewind projection. The world has no power over you. The imaginary past has no power over you. The imaginary future has no power over you. It can make you feel nothing. But if you're feeling anything but peace and invulnerability, you have dissociated the truth of what you are in the Holy Spirit to take a plunge into illusion and pretend you're a story. That's it. If you're suffering, you don't know what you are. It's that simple. You can't suffer. Even now, you can't suffer. Only a story of who you are can suffer. But you, awareness, can't suffer. Um. So, I guess this is something I sort of put off talking about for a while. But it sort of feels like it's something I should address at this point in time. Um, For those of you just starting out, this is maybe a little bit advanced. But for those of you who have been working with this process for a while, at some stage, this is going to become quite relevant. When you discover that your separate self is just a story and you can see through the illusion of it, that there's nobody there to suffer, Um, it's extraordinary. It's absolutely extraordinary because you become bulletproof. You become invulnerable. And each time the mind, the ego mind comes back and goes, yeah, but you could suffer here. And you investigate it and you look and you see the one who suffers isn't there. It's extraordinary um, to have that realization absolutely extraordinary it's impossible to suffer um you'll think you can for like five seconds and go oh i'm insane (laughs) let me go back to the sanity let me go back to what i really am in the holy spirit and not the story and the suffering can't stand however This is not the end of the journey. This is the beginning of the journey. This is like the first step of realizing that there's no such thing as separateness, that the ego lied and the Holy Spirit was right. Um, When I realize I'm not a body, I'm not a separate self. Now... As you work with this. And I I don't just mean A Course in Miracles, because this is true of every spiritual path, but A Course in Miracles is quite, when you practice it like this, it's a a rapid um, way of making progress spiritually. And what's going to happen is your personal will is going to start dissolving. So, Up until this point, your entire life is that you have dissociated the awareness that you are risen as a separate self made out of stories, suffered horrifically, felt lacking and needing and wanting. And your entire life is about going out into the world and needing to control the world, needing to be okay as a body, needing to worry about the body, um, needing to worry about people's good opinion of you because you need that in order to be safe as a body and secure as a body. You need to have friends and bosses that think well of you and a partner that's gonna let you, you know, have security with them and that there's all these drives. And then there's the need to control the world. I need to manipulate the world so I can have money and so I can live here and so I can have this kind of lifestyle And and, and ultimately, when you discover that you're not the story, that your awareness All that egoic will, all that personal will is going to start dissolving. And so one of the things that happens to people when they've had this initial experience of awakening to what you are in the Holy Spirit, that's not a body and not a person, um, is that there's a tendency to start withdrawing from life. There's a tendency... To sort of not be so bothered about meeting up with friends, there's going to be a tendency to not be so driven in terms of career or work. There's going to be a tendency to just kind of want to spend time by yourself um, and sort of like focus on spiritual things. Um, that's going to happen at some point as your egoic will dissolves because you don't have an egoic will. It was it was it was an illusion, but it's possible. To get very stuck in this place for a long time, and I say that because this has happened to me. When you realize that the person is a complete illusion and you can see through it, your will, your personal will, starts to dissolve, and there and there really isn't the same drive, even for pa, you know pastimes or interests or hobbies or things that you that were would have been very important to you in the past. It's all dissolving because there's no. There's no personal will there anymore. At some stage, it's, it's going to come close to flatlining. It doesn't mean you're unhappy. How could you when you know your awareness? But you can get stuck in this place. And this is not the end of the journey. And that's the mistake people make at this point in time is they think this is it. And it's not. And... And that's the beauty of A Course in Miracles because it won't let you stay here for long because you now, having had this first awakening, that you're not a separate self, still there is separateness because now there's you and there's the world. Now, it's a much finer uh, version of you. It's a much less heavy version of you, this awareness, But it's still separate from the rest of the world because there's me, awareness, and then there's the world. And that's where we're at at this point in time. Now, as your will dissolves, the personal will, the egoic will, the will of the story, as that dissolves, what you need to have come in is the Holy Spirit's will. Okay, so we need a new will to come in and dissolve, well, sorry, to take the place of the will that's dissolving. So let's, before we address that, let's talk about another quote in the course. This is the theme over and over and over again Jesus returns to in the course. Salvation is of your brother. You find salvation in your brother. You cannot find it alone. So this is from chapter 9, the acceptance of the atonement, section 2, the answer to prayer. Salvation is of your brother. The Holy Spirit extends from your mind to his and answers you. You cannot hear the voice for God in yourself alone. Because you are not alone. And his answer is only for what you are. Again. You want to change the, the, the... I don't river.
1: know. Huh? I don't
2: know.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> returning. Uh, his answer is only for what you are. Now, what you are is what's in everyone. The ego is legion. The Holy Spirit this awareness that I am in the Holy Spirit, is one. So when I see through the illusion of me as a separate self, as a person, as a body with a story, when I can see through that, and again, this doesn't mean I'm never going to identify as that again. It just means that when I do, I can undo it instantly and see through the illusion of it. But when I've let that go, the self that I identify as has to be the self that's in everyone. There's only one Holy Spirit. There is 8 billion wrong minds, and that's only counting humans. There's 8 billion wrong minds, and there's only one right mind. So as the wrong mind dissolves, as the egoic will disintegrates, um, the self... The capital S self needs to take its place. And me withdrawing into a cave or my bedroom and <laughs> pushing the world away and needing to isolate myself from that world out there in order that I can be spiritual. Um, this needs to be understood. This this needs to be seen through as an illusion. Because there, there is no me in the world. Again, the awareness that you are is that within which the entire world is happening. The one awareness by which it's known and the awareness out of which everything and everyone is made. That's the vision of the Holy Spirit. The ego's vision is that this one mind of God's Son, this consciousness that thinks it's separated from God, that it is unholy, That it is evil and that it is fragmented into quadrillions of pieces, all of which are evil, damned, wrong, bad. And the vision of this one mind of God's Son from the Holy Spirit is that it is holy and that it's one. Because the atonement is that the separation never happened. There is no such thing as separateness. There is one in creation, and that has never changed. And even within the dream of consciousness, there is the reflection of heaven's oneness, the oneness of beingness, and that reflection is the oneness of consciousness. That's right-minded consciousness. That's the vision of the Holy Spirit. One mind, innocent and holy everywhere. So, as we make progress spiritually, at some point, your personal will is going to start dissolving when you see true the illusion of the person. And at that point, it's very important that you learn to do what Jesus calls extending the Holy Spirit. You have to see the same awareness you are as the truth of everything and everyone. And now, instead of the egoic will, which you've had up until this point, there is a will which rather than being the will of the one, is the will of everything. The self that is the truth of everything. That's the will that replaces it. Th- there was a question someone asked there a while ago. And and again, it's something that I've noticed myself, is that as you are awakening from the illusion of the small s self, um, things like memory loss can happen. Um, uh, I can't say that's happened in any dramatic way, but it's, it's just that I've noticed it, that memory is not what it, what it was. Um, and again, this is this is a very common experience people have as they awaken from the delusion of separateness. So I just want you to be aware of that as well. Um, the other thing then that tends that can happen is that you can experience cities. So it can happen that you are able to pick up on other people's feelings and um, thoughts and emotion. Now, it doesn't happen for everyone. Uh, and, and, and there's different types of cities. It could be that people experience healing around you. It could be lots of different things. Um, cities can tend to happen. And, and what's very important, if that does happen, um, it can even just be an ability to inspire people. Um, but it's just very important when these things happen that you would not create a new concept of yourself. As the healer, as the mystic, as the teacher. Um, it's it, it it's incredibly because in the east, where where this has been happening for millennia, when cities develop, you know, people are warned do not get distracted by this. Someone said cities. Actually, it's cities. Okay, and it's just an eastern word um for st- what, what the ego might consider special abilities that tend to happen when you realize there's not separate minds. There's just one appearing as many. Um, so that's three things that I wanted to talk about, which is just something to be aware of as you practice your spirituality, is that the first thing is the importance of beginning to identify as awareness and not a person with a story to notice the temptation to believe yourself that you're not and use the holy instant or the forgiveness process, um, the miracle, to return to what it is you are in the Holy Spirit. And that's the collapse of suffering because the suffering has nothing to do with you awareness. It only ever had to do with you identifying with an illusion of yourself. And only from that illusory place did it seem like you could suffer, but you can't. And that's the that's the holy instant. Um, that's the most important thing. But what I wanted you to just introduce today was don't, and, and I'm not saying, you know, it's bad or it's evil for you to withdraw from life and go into your own space. That may be an important part of your process on the journey right now. And so I'm not saying you can't do that or it's bad or it's evil. Um, but But I want you to be aware it's a temporary phase on your spiritual journey. It's a temporary one. And at some stage, um, you need to start seeing the awareness that you are as the truth of everything and everyone out there. Because it's only from that space you can understand what it is the Holy Spirit is saying. Or what, are you, what is the will of the Holy Spirit, which is the self that's everyone and everything. So... Eli, do we have any questions in the chat box?
2: There's not much. There's just one from Susan. Okay. Um, sorry. Uh, if so if anyone has
0: any questions, stick your hand up and we'll get.
2: We can we can go to Susan and she asked. Sorry, I'm hearing background noise, but I can yeah, see I know. who's unmuted.
0: Yeah, sometimes Zoom does that, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, why does it say that Jesus suffered, died and was buried and also that he wept, grief.
0: Uh, it, it does not. It does. I think that's maybe, yeah, already muted. Oh, well. Uh, it says that in the Bible. Uh, it does not say that in the Course in Miracles. Um, language is um, language is restrictive, you know? Um you know, we say things like Jesus died, um, but but he didn't. <laughs> but, you know, language says it that way. A body died. It had nothing to do with Jesus because he was never in the body to begin with and didn't leave the body. Um, in The Course in Miracles, the, the resurrection of Jesus did not happen uh, be- after the crucifixion. It happened before the crucifixion. Because in The Course in Miracles, resurrection is a metaphor which talks about awakening from the dream of death. It talks about seeing through the illusion that you're a separate self that can suffer or die or be sick or have pain or anything. And then knowing that's the truth of everyone else. Um, That's the awakening from the dream of death. Um, So then when... Like other bodies saw the image of Jesus's body dying on the cross, but Jesus knew he wasn't there. The body was there in the field of awareness that he was, but what did it have to do with him? There was no thought there that the body was him. He had awakened from the dream of death. So I hope that answers that question. So who should we go to next, Eli?
2: We can go to the hands up. So Lindsay, okay. you're up first.
0: Go for it, Lindsay. Hi Keith.
3: So I have been struggling with a special relationship and repairing a lot of damage between me and my partner. And this morning before our call, I wrote down how I'm identifying as an ego with him. And oh my God, it was a really, really long list. And I'm just going to give you some words, pushy, demanding, over-intellectual, always waiting, hyper insecure, not enough, left out, abandoned, discarded, betrayed, lied to, and I have 400 other words. And as I was putting all of those words on paper, I now recognize that I believe those things of myself. I am projecting. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I am doing all of those things. And I, I really now, if I look at my life, I think I've been those things my whole life. Um, And so now I have this relationship where clearly I'm working with him for some reason, whether it's Holy Spirit or what, trying to undo that within myself. And so as I'm sitting here trying to look at those words and let them go and forgive myself, I guess I have two questions. One is, what is the freaking process? For looking at that and forgiving myself, because I ego doesn't want me to do that. Ego wants me to blame him for those emotions. So I, what daily prayer or thing can I say to allow myself to forgive myself? And then the second question is, is if this person is constantly triggering the, that within me, you know, do, do I let go of the like, ego even wants to make a decision about that relationship? Let it go. It's him. It's his. That's the problem. He's the problem. If it wasn't for him, he I wouldn't be feeling those things. And I know that that's wrong. So what does it say about the relationship itself? You know, do you stick around and and work on that or? And, and it's just, it's always my story. I post this a lot in the Facebook group about special relationships. And, like, they just seem, you know, at the end of the day, they do seem meaningless, right? So, those are my two questions. Well, there's,
0: no. So, they are salvation. Okay. They're salvation. Um, Because that's where you encounter yourself and your projections. And that's where you get to undo them. Um. So... The, the entire course and what what sets it apart because because there's not there's 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 nothing really exceptionally new about a course in miracles in terms of information that wasn't out there already um but what sets it apart um apart from Christian language psychology um um you know Shakespearean blank verse iambic pentameter is that it's a spirituality whereby you use your relationships to awaken. Um. so, yes, they're meaningless, like every single other thing that you put in your dream. They're meaningless. However, when you withdraw your ego's meaning from them, the Holy Spirit, now that meaning takes over. And it's that this is your means to salvation. This is your means to remember what you are. This is your means to 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 awaken from the dream of death. So we definitely don't want to get into the trap of trying to avoid relationships because they're too hard. (laughs) Um, Right. However, so does awareness have a past? No. Can awareness suffer? No. Okay. So all that big list of things that are about him and are also about you, you need to like crumple that up and throw it in the corner or the bin. And what is the only problem you have? That
3: I identify as a separate
0: You're identifying as a story.
3: Yeah. As a body. That's the only
0: problem. Yeah. Oh, everything else is just a symptom. It's not a problem. It's a symptom of the only problem you can possibly have, which is that you're identified as an illusion of yourself made out of stories and so we've been talking about a story about a body and another body and all the problems and the challenges and the lack of trust and they're trying to rebuild it and trying to do the right thing spiritually and how do I do it and how do I even start about this and right now in this present moment is any of that anything other than a story
3: no but it's only here's my problem. When I'm sitting still talking with you and not around this person, I can feel a holy instant and I feel in the present. Yeah. It's so when right, I'm around so, this person where I don't, I go right back into acting as ego. So, to your point, what you said before no, is no, I want to no, pre-
0: no retreat. No, 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 no. So, what you are is present moment awareness. What you will do is that the unresolved guilt in your mind will make you afraid of the light and you will dissociate the awareness that you are and you will jump into a self-concept made out of stories and nonsense and, and the suffering and the pain and the guilt that, that made you leave the light of what you are, now what you'll do is you'll vomit it onto your husband. So there is no cause in the world so being around your husband does not cause you to rise as a separate self. Instead, the guilt in your mind will not allow you to stay identified as awareness. It will drag you into the story, the unconsciousness and the story. Um, and as that concept of yourself, you will vomit that guilt out onto whoever's the nearest target. And our spouse is always a really good target. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you understand that, Lindsay?
3: I one hundred percent understand. I just what what is is there a pro- ego right now? I'm looking for action. What is the process, in for for which I can forgive myself? What is the process of forgiving?
0: Okay. Does awareness need to forgive itself? Uh, no. No. <laughs> so, what's the only thing you need to forgive yourself for? I don't know. Identifying as something other than awareness.
3: So do I say I love you? Do I say I forgive you? What, What do you do in those situations when you're trying to get out of acting as the body and entering into the spirit mind?
0: So the first thing you have to do is I'm never upset for the reason I think. Right now you're saying I'm upset about my relationship. I'm upset about my husband. I'm upset because I can't do forgiveness. I'm upset because none of that's true. All that's a lie. All that's projection. Because there's only one thing wrong, which is that you have dissociated the awareness you are in the present moment. You've jumped into a story of who you are, which inevitably leads to suffering and lack and need and want and despair and hope. Um, all of those things. And then that just gets, the world gets blamed for it. So the very first thing you do in your forgiveness process is to understand there is only one reason I'm upset. It is not my husband. It is not the past. It is not the future. It is not forgiveness. It is not learning the course. It is none of those things. There is only one reason I could be upset, which is that I'm identified as an illusion of myself, a story. Now you've undone projection. Now you can undo the guilt. You cannot undo projected guilt. You cannot undo guilt that's projected onto what your body did, what your body's doing, what another body did, what that body is doing, whether you're in a marriage, whether you're not. You cannot undo guilt that's seen in those circumstances. You must rewind projection. And so the first port of call is I'm never upset for the reason I think. Because you can't be upset. So as soon as you think, well, I'm upset, that means you're insane. So you need a way to return to sanity. And so what you do is you drop the projection and you look at whatever suffering is coming up and you don't blame the world for it. You understand here is the suffering of me identifying as a story. Can I allow it? Can I welcome it? Can I completely forgive it being here? Can I become completely peaceful with this non-peace being here? Can I allow it to be here? And in that activity, a felt sense of being returns to your awareness. It is a space. Around the non-piece, a piece around the non-piece. And now for the first time, there is an exit door from the hell of separate identity. You can identify as this piece that is looking instead of what you're looking at. And the minute you take your stand as this non-judgmental awareness, the suffering can't stand. It only ever had to do with you identifying as an illusion of yourself. That's our forgiveness process. You are not the thoughts and feelings and stories. You are the one who is aware of them. And when you reclaim your identity, as right. awareness and the Holy Spirit, no suffering can stand. Because only stories can suffer. You with me, Lindsay?
3: So with you and I'm writing everything down and I really appreciate it. It was a beautiful answer. Thank you. Thank you for sharing
0: And when you return to your identity and awareness, you now know that your husband isn't a body or an insane voice talking to itself or a story. He's the same awareness. You are. The same mind that's dreaming itself to be you is dreaming itself to be your husband. So you're not forgiving your husband. You're forgiving the mind that thinks it's your husband which is the same mind that thinks it's you.
3: Big sigh. (laughs) Good. Take that in. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. Um, And that's why Jesus says in the course. If he speaks not of Christ to you, you spoke not of Christ to him. Because if I'm seeing my partner is problematic and difficult and challenging and all of these things, I haven't seen the truth of the awareness of that person. Instead, I'm seeing an ego that I've made up for them. Um, and then from that perspective, everything that ego do it is doing is out to get me and it's one or the other and it's look after number one and, you know, needs to defend. <laughs> um, however, if I'm awareness, seeing awareness, if I'm in the Holy Spirit, seeing the Holy Spirit, now all I'm going to see is the awareness that my partner is expressing the love that he knows himself to be or the, the awareness that my partner is calling out for a love that he doesn't feel like he deserves. So either way, all I'm seeing is love. Love expressing itself or love calling out for the love it doesn't know that it is. That's what happens in the Holy Spirit. So there's no problem I extend love either way. Now, you're asking a question about how do I decide whether to stay in the relationship or not? The answer is you don't make that decision as an ego. You don't make that. See, right now you're thinking, could I be happier or unhappier if I stay or if I go? And that means you're insane because you can't be unhappy. So you have to return to your identity as awareness in the Holy Spirit to know that you can be happy either way. Awareness can't be unhappy. And from that space where you have reclaimed the happiness of knowing who you are, which means you can be in a relationship or single or nailed to a cross, but you know what you are and nobody can take that peace and happiness from you. You return here and from that space in the Holy Spirit and where you're also seeing that as the truth in him, um, you will know what is the most loving and helpful um, and beneficial thing to do for everyone concerned in the situation. Provided you do not think you need to make the right decision to be happy because that's insanity. Because you can't be unhappy. Does that make sense?
3: It makes sense. <laughs> it's just that's your answer just now, I think, is one of the most challenging parts of being a student in this. And it's um of, of being a human being, honestly. Mm. I'm sure everyone here could probably relate to that. It's just a very, I mean, it's a beautiful answer and I want to just wrap my head around it and and live that with truth. It's just a very challenging thing.
0: Um, It is is, uh, a very challenging thing for a human being. But guess what? You're not a human being. (laughs) So that thought... This is a very challenging thing. This is a very hard thing. This is a very difficult thing for a human being to do. Is that thought you? Or are you the one who's aware of that thought rising in your mind?
3: It is me aware of the thought rising in my mind.
0: And so that thought is not you. You are the one who is aware of it. Because that thought will also dissolve in your mind and you won't dissolve with it. So, is that thought you? No. Correct. And this awareness that you are, is there any outer edge to this awareness that you are? Is there a limit to it? Is there a boundary? No. Correct. And is the body you, or are you the one who's aware of the body?
3: I am the one who is aware of my body.
0: The body is not me. Yeah. And you, limitless, boundless awareness, are you in the body, or is the body in the field of boundless awareness that you are? The latter. Correct. And is there any evidence the body is you, apart from a thought that it is? No. And without any stories of the past or stories of the future, can you find evidence of yourself as a person, as a human being in the present moment? No. Correct. Because you're not. It's a story about no one. And what do you find?
3: What do I find? What do you mean?
0: When you look for evidence of yourself as a separate self and don't find it, what do you find? What is there?
3: Kind of nothing.
0: Correct. And are you separate from that nothing?
3: No.
0: So it's what you are. No thing. Hmm. And and is there any lack or need or want in the no thingness? No. And is your partner separate from the no thingness? No. One mind dreaming itself to be. 8 billion minds, one choice, which do I identify as? So then what you need to know now is that your relationship can't make you feel anything. Your partner can't make you feel anything. The only thing that can cause you to feel less than peaceful is to pretend you're not this no-thingness. And pretend you are a somethingness that's limited and lacking and wanting and craving that's made out of stories of a past that never happened. And if you do that, you'll see your partner is the same thing. And if you return to the holy instant that you've just been in, if you return above the battleground where you've just been with me, then you will also see that as the truth of your partner. And then what's happening in the space, the no-thingness that your partner and you are, is a movie. And you can make decisions and think in such a way that it is the stillness and the oneness of you and your partner's awareness. It gets translated into thinking and deciding and doing instead of the stories, the lack and the need and the want and the bitterness and the resentment and the need. Instead of all of that, Just translating into more decisions in your relationships and thinking in your relationships and communication in your relationships. Instead of that mess, now, out of the no-thingness you both are, the peace there, the lack of need there, the lack of want there, that can translate itself into a communication. And from here, you can know, because this is the Holy Spirit, you can know if this is still the right classroom for you or if you're going to be moving on to a different classroom. But you're not making that decision out of which will make me happier because that's insane. The only, you you can't be unhappy. So returning to awareness where there's no lack and need and want, then you can make a decision which is right for the classroom that's next. What the capital S self The self that we all are, what that says is the right classroom for you next, whether it's a relationship or singleton, but you'll have no investment in it for your happiness because happiness is remembering what you are. Thinking something can make you happy is delusion because you've already accepted a deluded version of yourself that is divorced from the happiness that you are and now seeking it in the world in terms of your decisions, that's not going to work. Does that help a bit, Lindsay?
3: Oh my gosh! I yes, thank you, and I'll go back to this recording times to that. Thank <laughs> no you, problem. and a lot, I I feel guilty that I'm I didn't want to occupy anybody other's questions. So
0: no, just, I think just, that like, I, I think that's going to be helpful for a lot of people. Um, so where should we go next, Eli?
2: Marsha, you can unmute yourself and go ahead.
0: Hi. Hi, Marsha.
4: This is just so fantastic. I mean, we can all identify with with Lindsay and it doesn't have to be a husband. It it can be, for me, it's my stepson um, or it could be my ex-husband, you know, from 40 years ago or whatever. But I just want to say, yes, that's great. And I love love what you're saying. Um, Anything that we say here, I'm sure that we can all identify with and take something back with us. So um, my thing is, what you were talking about earlier, uh, Keith, is that sometimes we find ourselves staying away from the world. You know, the saying of be in the world, but not of the world. Well, the past two years I've literally been sequestered at home um i i haven't been on an airplane i haven't been anywhere and and as you know i gave up drinking alcohol it's been six months well yeah and and i mean really really glad but it doesn't mean that it you know that ego is still there with desires and the guilt is trying to pull me back. But the point... The but you understand damn, that's uh, not you.
0: You understand oh, that's not you. Oh,
4: God, yes. yes that's a voice yes. in your head.
0: That's an insane voice in your head. And it's not you. And the only problem it's, you can ever have is thinking it's you. Because it's not. Because you, you, if you think you're thinking those thoughts, your mind is actually blank.
4: And it's a symptom of my thinking I'm separate from God. You know, it's a, that in itself is a symptom of filling myself up. You know, because of the emptiness that I think I am as a separate son of God. Mm -hmm. So here's the deal. We had next door neighbors, they've moved and they, they are just the sweetest family. I mean, lovely. The, the husband and wife have gone their separate ways, but yet they're still together working, you know, and they have this beautiful daughter. I've noticed since she's five years old and she's now I don't know, what, almost 25. And she's an airline pilot now. And um, she's marrying this other guy who's also an airline pilot. And they're just this beautiful couple. Well, here's the point. We've been invi- invited to their wedding. And it's going to be up in Canada, at Banff, which is supposed to be a gorgeous area. I've never been to. Um, now, this sounds like it's not really coarse, but, but this is the deal. Um, because I have not gone anywhere for two years, I've kind of been really comfortable not going anywhere and staying at home and 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 just being in my own little cocoon, you know it's it's made me more aware of well, it's just helped me to be able to work more daily on myself um, I, I Probably not expressing this very well. But, no, but you have, because that's
0: what we were talking about, Marcia. But yeah. now now you have an opportunity to extend the Holy Spirit, Marsha. Congratulations.
4: Well, <laughs> well, the thing is, too, and I do think that my husband, John, says, well, we just, no, nah, we're not going to go. Because of the drinking, I know the place. They're probably going to have a champagne fountain. These people are so luxe. It's going to be a three-day event with Lots of those cocktail parties and wine, and they love their wine. And I'm thinking, oh God, should I just not put myself in?
0: I mean, look that that seems. Way? Look, I mean it, that that doesn't seem like an unsensible way of thinking about it. But Marcia, in order to make a decision on this, you have to understand that your happiness doesn't depend on either decision.
4: Yeah. I can you either know, stay home and because, be peaceful or go yes, and be peaceful
0: and be peaceful. Absolutely. And and, and so extend. you must you must you must return to the sanity which knows this. Because is the body you or are you the awareness of the body? Yeah,
4: I'm the awareness.
0: Yeah. And yeah. and this awareness, does it have an outer edge? Is there a boundary mm-mm, to it?
4: Mm-mm, mm-mm.
0: So it's boundaryless. Yeah. And therefore, is it in the body or is the body in the field of awareness that you are?
4: The awareness. It's in the yeah. field of awareness. Okay.
0: Yes. Now, this awareness that you are, before you jump into a story, this awareness that you are, <laughs> <laughs> is there anywhere for awareness to go?
4: Oh, oh, no, it's always here. Yes. I mean, it doesn't matter if I go off to India and meditate on a mountain or stay at home in my bedroom. I mean, it's just awareness- what the
0: body, yes, it's just what the body is doing in the field of awareness that you are, but you awareness don't go anywhere.
4: Yeah, and and, and so I, I I can make a choice to go or stay home and still be peaceful and awareness. I guess another concern is getting out of my safety zone now and getting on an airplane, which I haven't been on in two years. But again, to, yeah. again,
0: you see, you're already insane because you're saying being on an airplane could make me unpeaceful, but it can't, there's no cause in the world. So the yeah. only thing that's making you unpeaceful peaceful is that you have dissociated awareness to pretend you're marsha the story the story of the person who was stuck in the house and had to have operations and had pain and had drinking problems now again if you are think you are thinking those thoughts your mind's blank because they're not your thoughts because right. your present right. moment awareness and so being on an airplane cannot make you feel anything um, you have to first of all have pretended to be the self made out of stories.
4: Yeah, and and the thought of being with all those people at the airport, and COVID, and all that. Oh, but can can you
0: see can you see that 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 will no have no effect on awareness.
4: Yeah, I can. And so what if I catch COVID? Uh, or so what if there's screaming children is sitting in back of me? So what if uh, my my hip backs up? So what? So what? So what? That's all the story. The projection of the guilt. But yeah, but ex- but
0: but rather than just dismissing it as the story, it's important for you to go back and experience what you are that needs no story to be. So so don't don't, don't dismiss that because what you have to do is look at your investment in being the story and therefore going, the world will affect me. I must manipulate Uh, the world. So again, don't just dismiss that. What you need to do is the only way for you to return to what you are in the Holy Spirit is to look at that investment and completely forgive yourself for it.
4: Right, right, right. That's perfect. And it's
0: only in the non-judgment of your decision to be the story that the felt sense of being returns the one who's forgiving the story and not the story now you can identify as that and now you can make a decision on what feels right in the holy spirit rather than what's going to make me less unhappy because once you're thinking that you're insane and you'll make the wrong decision Mm
4: -hmm. the other thing to look at too just one more thing uh, Mm -hmm. with all the things we've been saying you know, yes, we have this choice, you know, to come back to awareness, but the ego is always pulling us, trying to pull us. Um, in my awareness, I can see
3: that.
0: Yeah, but Marsha, and- that's not failure. That's not failure. The, the course is not about changing that. And, no. and the course is not about stopping that from happening. It is about how you leverage that. Because, leverage. Be- yes, leverage. for salvation. Yes, for salvation, because if when you dissociate the awareness that you are, you became afraid of the light, the unresolved guilt in your mind made you afraid of the light, and so you rose as an imaginary separate self made out of stories to pretend you're a person with a story, Um, and now you're going to vomit the guilt that wouldn't let you stay in the light out onto airplanes or screaming kids or people that are drinking. Um, And and now this is perfect. This is why your brother is your savior. This is not failure. This is the hardest thing for me to teach people and remind people of is this is not failure. The thing, the guilt that wouldn't let you stay in your identity as awareness and made you rise as an imaginary separate self and vomit responsibility out onto the world. Now that guilt is shining in the outer circumstances. It's shining in the screaming kids. It's shining in the drinkers. It's shining in the airplane. And now there's an opportunity to say, I'm never upset for the reason I think. None of that. The guilt isn't there. It's in me. Because I've identified as an illusion of myself. And so we look at whatever suffering is arising. Can I allow it? Can I welcome it? Can I forgive it? Can I become completely peaceful that it's there, knowing there is only one reason it's there, which is that I'm identifying as an illusion of myself. Can I completely forgive that? And when you do that, the felt sense of being returns. The peace that you are returns in your mind. The no-thingness, the space. And now I can identify as this. And I'm like, when I do, whatever suffering was there, that was vomited onto the world and that I took back, now I can watch it dissolve as an ice cube in my Mm -hmm. presence as present moment awareness in the Holy Spirit.
4: It's beautiful.
0: So never ever think that the fact that I can't stay as awareness is failing the course. Very few people have an abiding awareness. For most Mm -hmm. people, they have a glimpse, they see through the illusion of the separate self, and then the rest of your time is spent in this pendulum swing where yeah. guilt causes yeah. you to pretend you're a person and yeah. vomit the guilt that wouldn't let you stay in the light onto someone. And then the co- the whole course is about what you do next. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Not, not preventing that. So yeah, each yeah, time yeah. that happens, it, you, you mustn't be thinking, Oh, I went unconscious for ages and I'm failing the course. No, now forgive for all eternity and dissolve what wouldn't let you stay in the light. And it's gone forever. And you can just stay in the light that bit longer without fear.
4: Well, I, I, I love that. And it's return to the stately calm within. And yes. I think it was Lindsay was saying, how do you, we, we, we've got that stately calm within. Always. And, and we, we are the ones, our awareness is what it is. I guess I'm just being afraid that what if I, what if there's a champagne fountain and I just, my hand reaches out and grabs it and, you know, or I'm so vulnerable to addictions and, and, I know it's not. Horrible. Yeah, but Marsha, I mean, Marsha,
0: return. No, no, no. Return to the stately calm. Return to the fact that no matter what, even in the the worst days of your drinking, you awareness. We're never drinking, and we're never drunk. Okay. Return to the awareness that you are, and from that space, just ask, "What is the right thing to do for my atonement path?"
4: Exactly. Okay,
0: but don't don't do it from a space of fear. Don't do it from a space of um, separateness. Don't do it Mm -hmm. from a space of preference. Don't do it from any of that. Go Mm -hmm. into the stillness that you are. And from Mm -hmm. there, make a decision that feels right without doubt or guilt or recrimination or anything.
4: Beautiful. And my, my, um, my purpose for going would be to just be with these beautiful people because they they're just they're so sweet and I love them. They love us as their former neighbors. And it just seems, you know I mean, I see the ego could make it an excuse. but personally, you know, I I, I would like to go and I know what you're saying, so it's
0: yeah, but so they're just stories. Um, Marsha, yeah. again, you uh you go into the stillness, you identify as the stillness and you make the decision that feels right. And from there then you you make things right with everyone else in the situation in terms of whether it's just buying them a nice present and having a nice message or whatever else the case might be, you you're complicating it.
4: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I see it. I do, mean, yeah. I see it. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much, Keith. I just, just let, I just wanted just let, to say because,
0: yeah. I was just going to say, just allow the stillness, the lack of need, the lack of want, the lack of preference, allow that absence of lack um, to translate itself into a thinking and a decision. Don't let, but what about this and what about that and what about the other and what about this and don't let that translate into a decision because it'll be nonsense.
4: Yeah, gotcha.
0: Yeah, perfect. I got you.
4: What? Well, yeah, it's good because I just wanted to reiterate the fact that we think that staying home in our little private space can can become a very holy place.
0: Yes, which... we don't want to. We don't want to think that it may be a, a temporarily helpful thing mm-hmm. to do, but we don't want yeah. to stay stuck there. We've got to. We've got to now see the awareness that I am. That's not a separate self. As the truth of everyone,
4: mm-hmm. and we can go back into the world. and And the point is to just extend the light like those beautiful lights behind you the the northern lights yeah i mean to just be the light and just let everything fall into place
0: yes but it's not keith or marcia that's the light it's the no. absence of keith and marcia and it's the yeah, absence yeah. of a personal will
4: yeah 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 so even yeah. if the airplane door does fall off um i can still be peaceful
0: yeah, I mean it, it it's it's something I often but oftentimes you'll have a near miss in a car and it's like shock and fright and awe. I know, and, yeah. I, I, and then I'll just remind myself but what does that have to do with what I am as awareness? What does it have to do with me that's not a body? And it has nothing to do with me that's not a body. And if I think it does, I'm insane. I have identified with the stories that are not about me. Yeah. Story. So thanks Martha.
4: All right. Thank you.
0: Um, how are we doing in the chat box, Eli? Because I, I want to uh, get to Laura um, and I want to get to Kelly, but I'm not sure we can do uh, Layla and Kirsten. So we'll we'll see how we go. But just want to see what we're okay. like in the chat box.
2: At this point, we had two in the chat that I we need to bring up, but that was going to come after Kelly because of when. Okay.
0: Just, just once I know. And, so um, we're going to draw and, a line under j- that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: Let's do that. Yes.
0: Yeah. And then we'll see if we can get to Layla and um Kelly. Okay, so um, oh, someone put their hand
2: hand up. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, she has. Sorry, someone else put their hand down. Okay, shall we go to Laura? Yes. Perfect.
5: Sounds good. Um, Keith, could you please um speak more about what you were talking about before the questions? Because I can relate to what you were saying, and you mentioned how the Holy Spirit could come and take over rather than just letting it be. I can't remember exactly what you said. I've got the memory thing as well.
0: <laughs> sure. So so ultimately, as you are practicing spiritually and as you see through the illusion of yourself as a person, as a self, as a body, as, as that's happening and as you're returning into the holy instant and as you are um, doing all that work and dissolving guilt... um then your personal will is going to dissolve um, because it's an egoic will. It's a getting will. It's about me, 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 me. And that's going to dissolve. Uh, And so therefore, there could be the arrival of a time where you don't have much will, where you don't really have much interest in doing things or just sort of anything and just kind of withdraw into yourself. And and this is almost like a, a rite of passage in the sense that it will happen. But when it does, then it's very important that you start seeing what you are as the truth of everyone, that you're seeing that there is one awareness dreaming itself to be everyone and everything. And as you are seeing the awareness that you are as the truth of everything and everyone, now there is this capital S self-will, which is the Holy Spirit. And so now, in the absence of a personal will, there is an opportunity then to hear what the Holy Spirit wants done or said or, or 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 in a situation. But again, you're not going to hear that until you can see the awareness that you are as the truth of everything and everyone. Um, and so it can be a mistake to go thinking, oh, the Holy Spirit told me this and the Holy Spirit told me that when I still think I'm a personal self. And, and I think I... I'm aware it is here and the world is there, but th- there's no separateness. Uh, it was like in the workbook lesson during the week where Jesus says, you know, the, the, the world and your mind are one. It's the same. Um, There's just one. And the Holy Spirit is just one. Just one. Um, um,
5: sorry. Go ahead. This winding down of of ego, Does does that look like as well, as it, it gets louder, or that it gets more confused. There seems to be a lot of confusion and feeling lost. Although, when I question inquire into it, I know I am not lost, but there yes. seems to be a lot of yeah, confusion and feeling lost and not knowing what to do. If anything, is that does that uh,
0: yeah, so I mean, the, the important thing is that you understand that the person who's lost is just a story. You awareness yeah. are not lost.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. And then the second thing is that in what you want to do is you want to be extending the Holy Spirit so that what I am, all my brothers are. Um, everything is. And now everything becomes beautiful. Everything becomes love, either expressing itself or calling out or what it doesn't know that it is. And there's an opportunity to sort of be what supplies that imaginary lack when it presents itself, because there's only one of us here. And so when when a brother is calling out for love, you put him in your dream. That brother calling out for love, I don't care who it is, if it's Vladimir Putin or Adolf Hitler, that brother that's calling out for love, you put him there. It's your call for love because you made him. You put him in your dream. And so and so in the Holy Spirit, we become the answer to the call for love, which is the answer to your call for love, because you put the person there calling for love. Does that make sense?
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so when our own sort of personal will dissolves, that there's in the absence of a personal will, then you can serve the greatest good. With no investment in it. It's very important that we don't make a new concept of ourselves that I am the Holy One, <laughs> I'm the answer to prayers, because there's nobody there doing that. Instead, you just want to let the capital S self express itself through you in any given moment mm-hmm. without investment in it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Laura. Thank what do we do next, Eli? You're on usually live
2: said so we will go to Kelly
1: next. Sorry Very about that, Kelly. Good. I oh, Okay, <laughs> Kelly,
0: the stage is yours. Go ahead.
1: Hi, okay. Thank you. This is my first time here. And ah, welcome. Hope you didn't scare you the life well. out of you. <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah, no, no. It's been absolutely lovely. Um, yeah, so... I've been in spirituality two and a half years now. It's helped me give up addiction, drinking, just give up smoking. You know, when I'm the awareness, I can move mountains. Um,
0: and come here. are you ever anything other than awareness in the present moment? Um,
1: I, There's still a belief there. There's still a belief there, you know, with me, that I'm sometimes... It's, I can be this awareness, and it's beautiful, and I'm there, and... I don't know if I get cocky and then I think I'm Jesus myself. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, that's the
0: danger is that we make a new yeah, spiritual it, concept it, it's of ourselves. Kind of like
1: I can be the awareness and be back. And then it's like, Ooh, look at this. And I dive right in. And it's normally what catches me out each time is the um, it's like the excitement. If you do this, you're going to be a bad person. Um, you know, I'm still in that you know, story. But but, but, then...
0: but no, see, first of all, you're not in the story. And the yeah. way for you to exit the story is to look at that and don't judge it. See, it's that simple. Mm. There's nothing. So does, when you're in awareness, is there anything for awareness to do?
1: Absolutely nothing.
0: Does no. awareness ever actually do anything? No. So it is enough for you to look at the idea that I need to do this, or I if I do this then, or you know, I'll be less unhappy this way, if I'm more happy this way. And all you do is you just look at those ego thoughts without judging them. I and and that's
1: very and, hard, you know, the forgiveness to come back.
0: Well, you see, if you are lost to stories, mm-hmm. which are not about you, if you're mm-hmm. lost to stories, you have to do the one thing that ego can't do to separate yourself out from them you Mm -hmm. have to become non-judgmental. So if if the stories are not you and not about you, um, you don't have to fix them. Mm. You just have to look at them with no judgment. You just have to become completely peaceful with the stories being there. And if you do that, the awareness that you are will return to your mind. That's the door out of hell, always. Is to become completely peaceful with the non-peace being there, because now there's two of you, apparently. And and it's it's only the process of forgiveness, the process of non-judgment. So so it, what you need to do is practice welcoming. It's it's just such a beautiful process to get you into the full forgiveness experience. Is that, you know, this desire to be better is born out of your belief that you're lacking. Can I welcome that lack being here so it can be healed? It's coming up so it can be healed. And can I welcome it? Can I really open to that lack being here that it dissolve in my welcome and forgiveness of it? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah, thank you so much.
0: Yeah, it's that simple. And 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 it's so simple, everyone keeps overcomplicating it, saying it's too hard, and it's not. Your only problem is that you're choosing to be an ego. What's the solution? Completely forgive yourself for it. And that's the doorway out of hell of separate identity. Because it's the minute... Because in the process of forgiveness, there's an opportunity now to identify as the one who's forgiving instead of what's being forgiven. And the minute you do, no darkness or suffering can stand. Thank you so much, Kate. Pleasure, pleasure. Thank you. So shall we go to the chat box next, Eli?
2: Yes, um, we have one from um, Mary Beth. This was sent direct to me, but um, will you talk about that phrase of forgiveness where the decision-making mind chooses to be aware of being non-judgmental awareness.
0: The decision-making mind can only be a separate self and ego or non-judgmental awareness. So there's nothing else for the decision-maker to be. It's one or the other. So you, consciousness, the decision-maker, have a split mind. And if you are wrong-minded, if you're choosing the ego as your teacher, if you're choosing separateness as your teacher, you've accepted separateness as true, then you're going to identify as a person, a body with a story. Um, And if you look at the story and you're not judging it and you're allowing it to be there and you're becoming completely peaceful with it being there... Now, you are the right mind aware of the wrong mind. You are non-judgmental awareness of the ego. And so this is this is the decision maker as non-judgmental awareness. So by looking at the ego without judgment, there is now the opportunity to identify as that actual non-judgmental awareness. Because there is nothing to the ego other than seeking and resisting. There is nothing else to, to to a separate identity. You know, what makes personalities? Seeking and resisting different things. So, you know, ego personalities. Why does everyone seem different? Because we're all seeking and resisting different things. That's it. That's all there is to ego, seeking and resisting. And in the Holy Spirit, there's just the allowing of the dream to be exactly what it is with no desire that it be different. Um, And so any time then that seeking and resisting stops, um, the innate qualities of peace and joy and love of what you are as the decision maker joined with the Holy Spirit will shine forwards in your mind. And that doesn't have to just be in forgiveness because that can happen in nature because you go into like beautiful scene from nature and you go, oh, my God, the peace and the joy and I feel so close to God. Nature is wonderful for doing that. No, it's not. You went into nature and your mind temporarily stopped seeking and resisting. And the memory of God that's in your mind shone forwards and then you went, isn't nature wonderful for doing this? It didn't. The seeking and resisting stopping, that's what caused you to find the memory of love and peace and joy that's in your mind that is the Holy Spirit. And so even if your ego is in the midst of seeking and resisting, you can, because these are two different minds, you can not seek or resist what your ego is doing, you can allow the ego seeking and resisting and screaming and bawling and trying to feel sorry for itself, you can allow that. And when you do, you can identify as this other mind. So this is the importance of you know um, Ken's definition of right mindedness. The right mind is a non judgmental awareness of the wrong mind. It doesn't matter what the wrong mind is doing. It's not you. When you think you're thinking, your mind is blank because you're not thinking. That's the ego's thoughts, but the ego is not you. And so, can I allow them? Can I welcome them? Can I not fight them? Can I not seek to change them? Can I just be peaceful with the non-peace being there? And this felt sense of being I am in the Holy Spirit, that's not a person or a story returns. And when I'm ready, when my fear of not being the story diminishes by this looking, I can take my stand as this felt sense of being, this present moment awareness that needs no story to be. And the darkness can't stand. So I hope that makes sense. Um, anything else in the chat box you like?
2: Yes, just one more. This is from a Jennifer Harvey. She says, how about others projecting on us? Just forgive the misperception and see as one with Christ? Question mark.
0: So again, can awareness be upset about people projecting onto it? So, the answer is no. Awareness can't be upset. So, if I'm upset about people projecting onto me, I don't know my awareness. I think I'm a story. Jesus says. I'm
1: not upset about it.
0: Pardon?
4: (laughs) The The funny thing is, I'm actually not upset about it. I'm just wondering how to conduct myself. And it's just, I'm just being as gentle as I can with all of it.
0: Well, what's happening is that. A figure that you put in your dream is calling out for love in the only way it knows how. Yes. Okay. Now, if you're seeing that as, oh, they're projecting onto me, it's only because you have dissociated the awareness that you are and you've identified as a story. And now you're like, oh, look at them projecting onto me. But... If you go back to the holy instant and you identify as the awareness you are there and you see it as the truth of them, now they're not projecting onto you. They're calling out for love.
5: Thank you. They, they
2: certainly are. Thank
0: you. Yeah. yeah.
5: Okay.
0: So, and, 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 and it's not that there's this lacking thing calling out for love. There is love itself calling out for the love it doesn't know it is. There and is wholeness itself calling out for a wholeness it feels thwarted about.
5: Wow. Perfect.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for that. Uh Lael, if you keep it short and sweet, we'll squeeze you in.
6: Thank you so much. Um I I'm so grateful to everyone who shared because there's no, no hierarchy of illusions. So even if I'm facing a life and death challenge, I can use exactly what you've taught. Uh, correct me it's if I'm wrong. It's always the same problem.
0: I, no, it's always the same problem. You you, you have uh, no problems, okay. except that and, you might think that you're something that has problems.
6: Okay. And I, I feel like I'm guided to share something, which is, you know, this is a dream, and it's filled with um, kind of helpful symbolism, sometimes the way a dream can be. And while you've been speaking, I discovered that a toolbox in my kitchen that I've had for what seems like forever is has been flooded for years i didn't know and everything is rusted out all my old tools some of which i don't even know the use for some of these tools are rusted out you know or it's disgusting it looks like there's like a snail which of course horrifies me and it's great i'm going to deal with it i just know it is a symbol you know i'm listening to keith and my tools are being i'm going to lose a lot of like basically i don't like what would you say we're losing our old tools um there they weren't fun we thought they were functional and useful i don't know i just felt like i was supposed to share that i don't Perfect. know if that makes sense. thank you, you.
0: it does yes because our whole life has been about getting because we thought we were lacking illusion of ourselves and our entire life is about becoming and lacking and needing to fill the lack and needing things to be happy and needing things so i'm not unhappy so yes that's what's going to die um, in the awareness that that one who is lacking doesn't exist. And what you are is the full emptiness of awareness in the present moment. So yes, yeah, that's that's what we're losing is the wanting and the needing and the lacking and the pain and the suffering. All of that can go because it's only an illusion. None of it was ever true. There's just what you are at the present moment in the Holy Spirit. Perfect. Thank
6: you, with, thank you with all of my heart, Keith. I I don't even have words. Thank you so much.
0: Pleasure. Thanks, Lael. Guys, thanks a million for your attention uh, for another meeting. We shall do it all again next week. I have no more sun holidays, unfortunately, not at the moment. I do. <laughs> You've the life of Riley, Eli. <laughs> um. Thanks a million, guys. Enjoy your Sunday thank and we'll catch up in all the all growth. You. God bless. Thank you. Bye bye, bye, bye
2: everybody. Thank, thank you, thank Keith. You,